Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The 11 to 1 Show. Oh, it was bound to happen sooner or later. I'm becoming boring. Yeah, the dullest conversation topics have been revealed and I'm definitely guilty of these. I'll tell you all about it after Foreigner. There's Foreigner, I want to know what love is on LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. It's Monday. Hope you're keeping well. I know it's ridiculously horrible weather outside again today, but we are doing our best in here to keep you cheered up. But it seems, to my dismay, that I have become boring. Mm. I don't know if it's just adulting or the fact that I now own a house. I'm going to blame it on the second thing. I think when you own a house and you finally own your own house, you just become boring because all you talk about is things breaking, the price of insurance, cleaning that house, repairing stuff. That's what happens. Yeah. The dullest conversation topics have been revealed and I... I'm guilty of these. So (laughs) talking about insurance, a broken boiler and cleaning are the most boring boring chats ever. According to a poll of 2000 people by HomeServe, how has this happened to me? How have I become this person that talks about the price of insurance or the issue with their boiler? Oh, I spend the the whole time cleaning the house. I'm sick of cleaning this house. How have I been... How have I become that person? I used to have conversations that were so much more exciting, like the will they, won't they romantic dalliances of my friend group. Who was falling out with who? Where we were going to go to at the weekend? What shenanigans we were going to get up to, you know, when we're supposed to be in lectures in college? All fantastic things to talk about. Now it's like, oh, the boiler. We only installed that one. Oh, did you know it was a combi boiler now, actually? Yeah, yeah, it heats, heats the hot water. What? The first place, though, has gone to talking about tax returns. Luckily, the only time I'll ever talk about tax returns is when I talk to my dad about it because I don't understand them. <laughs> Make this happen. Make that disappear now for me. That's, that's the only time I'll talk about that. A third of people try to find ways of ending conversations about this topic. Okay. So now I need to pick up on the subtle cues from people that start going, oh, look, there's a squirrel outside when I'm talking about a boiler or something. I Okay, I get you. Other subjects to be avoided include clothes washing. Now, listen, I will talk about clothes washing 
you're not taking that away from me, okay? Because what, look at us. What else is there to be talking about? It's lashing rain. We can't put the clothes out for a starter. We're tripping over the clothes horse, which is normally a, a winter activity. You know what I mean? Because uh, we don't want to be putting them out in the line. They're going to get soaked. As well as that, we don't want to be putting the heat on, do we? So uh, don't be taking clothes washing away from me. I love talking about that. I love talking about the fact that I've beaten the weather. I have the clothes on the line. And that I've emptied the laundry basket, which will last for two seconds before it's filled again. That I'm going to talk about that, right? Car repairs, again, that's another thing where I ring my dad up and I go make that disappear. Pensions, yeah, falls into the same category. Childcare, I'll talk about that. Wills, a lot of chat about that with Elaine Byrne. Never boring. Come on now. She makes talking about Wills fascinating. And we will be talking about Wills with her towards the end of August. And food shopping. Well, we're all talking about that too, aren't we? So I'm, you know, should I embrace the boredom? Should I embrace the fact that I am now dull? Or should I just spice it up a bit? If you have any conversation starters that are more exciting than talking about a broken boiler, insurance or clearing, or cleaning even, let me know on 086-1800-658. Just anything at all that springs to mind. That'd be a good conversation starter. That'd be great. Also, if you're guilty of these, maybe we want to mix them up together. You know, we might want to stop talking about this. We've become dull, according to HomeServe. By the way, speaking about our homes, we are going to be chatting all things home with Deirdre Coleman. She's an interior designer. She's a whiz. And also Peter Finn, he's presenter of the Home Rescue. The Home Rescue team are going to be joining us on 11 to 1. We're going to be chatting about clutter, decluttering. And also, they want you to send in your clutter-filled homes to them because they're looking for homes to rescue. We're going to be chatting to them very, very shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's Harry. Hello, I'm Harry. The Best Mix on LMFM. Harry Styles, as it was, you missed the weather. It's the best conversation starter for an Irish person. We love it, don't we? We love talking about it. Doesn't matter if it's sun splitting the stones or lashing rain like today. We will talk about the weather. Absolutely, yeah. Now, I've Googled top 50 topics to spark good conversation. Now, some of them are a bit meh, right? But this one has piqued my interest. So they have everything here from, you know, what's the favourite thing about your hometown? Meh. What book are you reading right now? Meh. Two. This is a good one now. What? What's something besides your phone do you take with you everywhere? So is there something, now, not your phone, something else that you take with you everywhere? So it could be like a sentimental photo or it could be something meaningful that you carry around with you or it could be something random that you just realised you carry around with you. (laughs) Like, for me, it's like a toy car that's in the bottom of my bag from my son. This kind of stuff. So what's something that you take with you everywhere not your phone I'd love to know that on 086-1800-658 that's a really good conversation starter now let's see what happens with that so is there something you carry with you so a lot of people have the sentimental photo don't they in the wallet like a photo of a child or your partner or a family photo something like that or a sentimental keyring maybe or something so what's something do you carry around with you all of the time that's not your phone let me know on 86 1800 Six five eight. Going to take a quick break. We've got music from Dermot Kennedy, and I want to tell you all about our competition in association with Fulcher Ireland. Ireland. The eleven to one show. L M F M. 
Some messages trickling in on 086-1800-658 of something that you carry around with you all the time that's not your phone. We're just, you know, having a better conversation starter today on the show other than talking about insurance and boilers breaking down. 086-1800-658. I'll get to some of those after Dermot Kennedy. Dermot Kennedy with Kiss Me. We are talking about stuff that you carry around with you all the time, but not your phone. Stuff that's kind of unusual. We're talking about this because I'm desperately trying to find different conversations that don't revolve around dull things because I've just realised that I am guilty of starting dull conversations. So Kevin has been on 086 658. He's an L softy. The love for my family. I carry that with me all the time. I carry the key of the house door with with me at all times or I could be locked out or waiting for a long time to get in. Of course, the key is one as well. Pens. So many of them. Don't ask me why. This is another message. Yeah, I'm always looking for a pen as well. And then they turn up in bizarre places, don't they? Now, I'll let you into something I carry around with me all the time in my handbag at the moment. And it's only very recently. So I bumped into a friend who gave me this crystal. Now, I kind of only new with the whole crystal thing. I don't really understand maybe a lot of it, right? But this particular crystal is supposed to protect your energy. It's supposed to kind of protect your positive energy that you have from any sort of negative influences. So this crystal comes around at me in the bag all of the time. So there you go. Uh, another message here. Packets of tissues. Oh yeah. Always put them in the bag, says Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely have a packet of tissues at all times. Sanitizer since COVID, says Gemma. Yeah, a little pocket sanitizer. Some people carry that around with them still. Pa- Panadol, always on me. You never know when a headache might strike. Mm, Yeah, a lot of women have painkillers on them at all times. Uh, Also, a flashlight, a pocket one, says this message as well. A a pocket flashlight. What would that be for now? All the time with you. Okay. Uh, Lipstick says another message as well. Never without it. Interesting. I'm learning so much about you, particularly the pocket flashlight situation. Are you a tradesperson maybe, is that... Why you need the flashlight with you at all times? Let me know. Keep those coming in. What do you carry around with you at all times? But it's not your phone. 086 or your wallet. Come on. 086 1800 658. Oh, Gavin James, hearts on fire. That is giving me summer sound vibes, even though it's absolutely lashing rain outside. And the sounds of the summer are available for you all of the time. For Zero Festival, FOMO, fear of missing out, we've got the biggest tunes from your favourite festival stars playing non-stop. So Sounds of Summer is LMFM's exclusive online station so you can listen to it lmfm.ie or you can download the app to your phone and you know we could do a bit of that couldn't we? We could do with a bit of summer vibes piped out to us we really could. So Sounds of Summer with Colorama at Kildare Village it's Ireland's most stylish street festival it is now on until August 20th so you can listen now to all those summer tunes at lmfm.ie Getting back to some more of your messages you see, this is telling me so much about you. What do you carry around with you? Not your phone, but what do you carry something around with you all the time? And it's just a bit random. Uh, Vaseline and tissues, always have them with me, says um, Caroline on 86 658 Special memorial card, says another one. And I also have Tracy saying my son's memorial card. See, that's telling me it's speaking volumes. That little sentence is speaking volumes about Tracy, who's listening in all the time. So now I feel like I know so much more about you. Uh, thank you so much for sending those in. And I think a lot of people have those those memorial uh, cards. Some of them are really, really gorgeous as well. A lot of people have those in the wallet or tucked somewhere safe in the handbag. Really important 
around as well and nice uh, to have with you at all times. Do keep those coming in 086 1800 658. Now, I don't like clutter. Okay, I like to see sort of clean spaces, um, whether that's stuff that could be rammed into a drawer. You know, don't mind, like the clutter could be in the drawer, but as long as I don't sort of see it, it's grand. But if you are tripping over so much clutter and you don't have the space for it, well, my next guests could help you. It's the Home Rescue Team. They are going to be back on our TV screens, but they are looking for new participants. So they are looking for cluttered homes to completely revamp. I don't know how they do it. They do it in like five days or something crazy. So they're looking for people to get in touch with them about this. We're going to be chatting to the presenters, Peter Finn and interior designer Deirdre Coleman. They're going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. Have you fallen out of love with your home? Are you tripping over so much clutter that you do not have the space for? Well, take heart. The Home Rescue team is back and they are on the lookout for cluttered homes. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by presenter Peter Finn and interior designer Deirdre Coleman from Home Rescue. Good morning, guys. Thanks, mate. How's things going with you? Very good, apart from the weather. Oh, I know, the weather. Look, we can't help that. We really can't. Great to have you both on the show. Now, look at clutter. It's a big no-no for me, guys. Like, it actually really affects me mentally. Like, if I see too much of this stuff around the place. Like, is clutter the number one thing that you're seeing in the homes that you're rescuing, Deirdre? Well, it's it's really interesting because having been on one series now, so that's six homes, the one thing that they all have in common is that if we did nothing other than to remove the clutter and tidy the place up then afterwards, that in itself, I think, would have a huge impact on the homeowners. So that, that to me shows the power of it. I was really blown away by how impactful that is. And uh, Aidan Gately, who, who's on the show with us, who's the, who's the expert on the decluttering, he is phenomenally good at actually just separating what we need from what we don't need and what's brings, dragging us down, effectively. And an awful lot of what we see on Home Rescue is clutter just dragging people down. Oh, it really does. It really, really does. And look, Peter, we should let you in on this because myself and Deirdre had sort of a little bonding session over our hatred of clutter <laughs> this morning. We, we're, we're quite ruthless when it comes to this. Uh, would you be a guy now that likes a clutter-free zone, Peter? Yeah, I, I actually do. Um, look, again, I've, I've, been, I've been doing home rescue for a long time and I've, I've seen the, uh, the positive effect of uh, having the home rescue team in people's houses and as Deirdre said there or as Dee said or Dee is what her name is <laughs> but uh, you know, as myself and Dee have seen so many times when you clear out the house immediately the positive energy that comes into the house but uh, we, we, we don't stop there we go on and we start doing some, some really uh, good design details and, and pretty much changing people's homes and therefore changing their lives but even on site, when I'm working on a day-to-day basis, I love to keep a clean site because if you have a clean space around you, it just creates such a, a better environment to, to work in and to live in. So, yeah, without the shadow of a doubt, I think, you know, taking that step to committing to decluttering any space that you have, start room by room, it's a really positive thing to do. Oh, it really is. And I, I'm like yourself now. I do like sort of a clean workstation. Now, look, at it could have a messy desk for like most of the week. But see, in a Friday now, I like to kind of just sort of clear it out because you're right. It does. It kind of it, it really improves kind of how you work and stuff. It absolutely yeah. does. And, and do you find like, is it that we don't know how to manage with the space that we have? Is that the main issue then? I think a lot of the time with, with clutter is it builds up unbeknownst to us and we start to see lack of storage as a problem rather than too much stuff. 
And one of the things that, that I think works very well with the home rescue format, the way it's been running, is that we take all the clutter out of the house. Mm-hmm. So it loses its emotional attachment to a large extent. Okay, so you have clever. it. You have it in a tent, you have it in a school hall, a GAA hall. And then it's easier to actually clinically say, do I really need this? Have I worn this in five years? Am I ever going to be a size six again? Probably not. <laughs> I should probably be ruthless and get rid of it. And I think that's probably a big issue with homeowners generally is that you're sitting in the chaos day to day and you don't actually realise how big it becomes until you see it in the space. So one of the things that I try to do myself is rather than say tackle the whole house in a weekend because it's just not doable. Yeah. You get overwhelmed if you try to do that is to just literally say I'm going to take this cupboard. I'm going to take mm-hmm. this cupboard today and I'm going to clear it because not everybody has the luxury of a team coming in and clearing the house. But it's covered by covered and really saying, do I need this? Is this adding value to my life or is it just clutter? And need can be emotional or it can be can be real and it can be functional. So if you, you need it because, as we were saying earlier, Sinead, you know, it's the one baby girl that you've kept from, from yeah. your child. Yeah. You know, you need that on an emotional level. It doesn't have to be just like the egg beater. But I, I do think it creeps up on people and they can't see it in context. They can't see whether it's really adding value because it's just always there in yes. the corner. Yes, and buying another drawer is not the answer. No, 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 it's definitely not. And I like that you bring it out of the house. That's very, very clever. Yeah. So, Peter, for people who haven't seen the, the series, how does Home Rescue work? Yeah, um, basically the way Home Rescue works is uh, we get a, a short, very short period of time to um, take over people's homes, basically. So the homeowners move out for the week and the, the, the Clutter Buster team go in and pretty much clear out the whole house. And then Deirdre comes up with some clever designs to how we can improve the functionality within the home. And then my team come in and we bring in our sledgehammers and our <laughs> all our tools and we, we basically pick three rooms and we completely renovate the three rooms. So uh, when the homeowner gets the, the home back then at the end of the week, um, they, they don't know or they, they don't have an idea of what's happened. So there's always that OMG moment of when they've walked in and pretty much sometimes they can't even recognise their own homes, you know. So it's a it's a hugely positive show and uh, I have to say I've got a great kick out of being involved in it over the years and, and seeing how it sounds a bit corny but it actually is really true. We genuinely do change people's lives, you know. There's always yeah. a need, there's always a reason why clutter has got on top or the house just isn't working for them and then, you know, we can come in and then we can, you know, change that around and there is brilliant that, uh, you know, listening to the, to the to the need within the family and then we can come in and it's a very unique opportunity that we can come in with such a, a squad and hit it so hard and improve someone's lives in such a short period of time. Yeah, because it's five days. Five days. Yeah. I, I noticed how you got more excited when we mentioned Sledgehammer there, which I, you know, I could appreciate, Peter. I really can. But five days of a turnaround, that's some challenge. Yeah, it's crazy. Look, everybody on the team, from the production team to the declutter uh, team, myself, the my team, like everybody, is absolutely flat to the mat for that period of time. It's exhausting, but, uh, and on the last day, when Dee starts asking me to start hanging more shells or something like that, <laughs> it, can be, it can be tricky. Our relationship gets tested with them, but, uh, I know, look, it's, it's all, it's all positive. And then, again, when you actually get to see the show on telly and the reveal, it's, it's, it's really worthwhile, you know? Well, Deirdre, you're just, pre- you're just providing good television there. Do you know what I mean? Like, as well, because we love that. We love that the designer has come in and gone, oh, sorry now, can we just put a shelf there? 
<laughs> yeah, but what, what Pete's sort of implying there is that these are all last minute. But what Pete hasn't told you is that at the very beginning of the full set of drawings and, and there are no unknowns. So, you know, he's, he's, he's too busy with a sledgehammer. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, busy. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and uh, walk, walking around giving orders and motivational speeches. <laughs> I'll tell you what is what, it, what I do love about this show, though is that because it is such an intense period that you have everybody that you need is there. Yeah. So you can achieve so much more than you would in a normal five-day window. Pete the plumber's there. Pete the tiler's there. <laughs> <laughs> we've got the electrician. We've got the decorators. Everybody is there. So if there are changes. And to be fair, Pete, inevitably things do change. Because yeah. I might understand a bit more from the homeowner halfway through the week and go, they actually don't need this, they need that. And yes. that's where it really is important that Pete and I can can pivot quickly and, and make changes on the hoof. And that can be quite testing. And poor LP is pinned to his Connor a lot on that one. <laughs> but, but it, it, it keeps it things exciting for him. It does, it, it does. It was for it to be boring <laughs> if everything was all made out and clear. <laughs> Absolutely. And is there anything then, like rather than just sort of say ripping out things completely, is there anything that you do kind of go, hang on a minute, there's a, li- a little bit of life still left in that. We could maybe revamp that, upcycle it a bit. Is that a part of the series as well? It absolutely is. I mean, there is no, a lot of the time, stuff that's, that's older, so 30, 40 years, the old wood, the old pine, it's, it's better quality than stuff you'd buy now. And if we can reuse anything at all, we do. But the priority has to be that it functions well. Yeah. So there's always the risk if you try to upcycle everything. And I've almost mm. fallen into the trap a few times that it's the tail wagging the dog, that at the end of the day, if it doesn't function the way the homeowner needs it to function, it doesn't matter that it's, that it's upcycled or not. It doesn't work. So for me, the whole focus is that when I'm redesigning this this home that Pete is going to have to do the work on, it has to be with the homeowner's needs absolutely paramount. So everything needs to have a home. We can't allow things to slip back into the clutter. So in order for that to work, it needs to be the right type of storage. And we really did challenge Pete and his joiners in the last series because we did some amazing bespoke joinery elements. I think that was some of the highlights, wasn't it, Pete? Yeah, definitely was. And, and, and again, getting back to the, re- the, the recycling and the upcycling, like yeah. sometimes there is some really nice stuff in the homes that we absolutely won't throw out. Like we're not yeah. going to, you know, just, you know, put our mark on it. We will try and use what's there because we have a set budget and we have a set period of time to, to, to do the work. So um, if, if the house will give us anything, um, well, then we'll, we'll obviously take it and reuse it. But <laughs> inevitably, the houses usually give us problems. <laughs> but we, we overcome those as well. But, um, yeah, because no, there's often times when I'm watching this and I'm going, there's no... And you guys are even saying, there's no rescuing this. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, yeah. Have you gone yeah. into any scenario where you've gone, this is going to be a huge mammoth challenge? Like, it, like yeah. where you've gone, I don't know what we're going to do here. Everyone at the beginning, I stand in the middle of the room and I go... I don't know how we're going to do this. Yeah. And you just have to take a breath and sit down and think about it. And then Pete and I need to have an honest conversation about what's feasible. Yeah. Um, there, is a, there is always that. As soon as we do the demolitions, the, the, there's a bit of a reveal of the actual house, what, what the house is. Okay. Um, you know, what, what the style of house is in terms of, you know, how thick the walls are, are the floors level, all of those type of things. Because when you get to see the, sh- the, the house for the first time, obviously it's full of clutter and you know, it's full of just the household general items and you can't actually physically see the composition of the house. So it's only when we strip it all out then sometimes there's a few skeletons that come out of the closet and of course they always create lots of fun to try and get them corrected, you know. <laughs> and there's no waste. Anything that's yes. visible is, 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 is either 
free cycled or done deal. So it's not as if anything that's reusable is reused. And one of the things that we like to do on the show and, and me in my own practice is that, for instance, if there's a good wooden floor, mm-hmm. we're not going to put some uh, a laminate down on top of it. Yes. We'll sand back the floor and reuse it. So it's, a, it's about using what's good, but recognising what has value and keeping that. And if it doesn't have value, we find another home for it. I love that. I love that. So you're looking for people to apply to this. So ideally, what are you looking for then, Peter? Yeah, so we, we've had quite a few people um, apply at the moment, but I suppose uh, we are looking for, for stories that, you know, really need people that really need our help. So, you know, if you've had a, a situation in your life where maybe the clutter has got on top of you, there's usually a reason why, whether there's, you know, maybe a health issue within the family mm-hmm. or, you know, there can, there, there's some really tough stories um, that we've done over the years. And again, we, we, we really want to try and help people out. We're not just going around to try and help people out that, you know, have got a bit lazy or a bit messy. That's yeah. not the case. It's never the case. So we're looking for people who need a bit of help. They may be struggling in some way and um, we'll come in. And again, it's a really, really positive, positive um thing to happen in your life and it's a great opportunity to, to really wipe the slate clean within your home and, and, and take a, a positive step forward for your family and, and for yourself in, in your home. So we're looking for anybody who, who has that situation going on in their own life or maybe one of their family members that they know of is in that situation. So don't be afraid to apply for them. And we've been really lucky this year. We've got loads of um, of, of great applications from the west of Ireland and we're, oh, we're looking to see can we get some in the east. We're going, we're going to travel all over. We're going North, south, east, and west. So anybody in, on the east coast, um, please let's let's get those applications in. Fantastic, Deirdre. Anything else to add there in terms of what you're looking for? We're also looking for for people who really need our help in 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 decluttering. So as well as needing help with with the with the design, people who who don't feel they could do this on their own. Because yeah. one of the things that that we found in the last uh, last series is that people were genuinely stuck. So just think about it. If there's nobody, if there's no other way that you could think that you could do this, we may well be able to help. Fantastic. That's, that's what I would say. Fantastic. So if people are looking for help, they need to go to cococontent.ie forward slash home rescue. I have a mobile number as well, which I've given out. And, and when do you hope to be back on our screens, guys? Well, we're back soon. Early next year, isn't it? Early next year, back on the screens. That's the the plan. Fantastic. Well, looking forward to seeing you back on the screens again. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Thank you, Shane. Shane. Thanks a million. Bye now. Peter Finn, D. Coleman there from Home Rescue. So, if you want to get in touch, if you are in need of their help, cococontent.ie forward slash home rescue. There's also a phone number 087 474 4122. So, 087 474 4122. The 11 to 1 show. Harry Potter popping up in the Northeast to update shortly. But first, back to the music. Here's Robbie Williams. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 77 On this day in 1965, the English writer J.K. Rowling, author of Harry Potter novels, was born.
born in Gloucestershire. It's also Harry Potter's birthday today as well. And there's a lot of fans dressing up and doing all sorts to celebrate Harry's birthday. And today is Avocado Day. So originating in South Central Mexico, avocados have been around for thousands of years, but likely weren't cultivated until around 500 BC. Even then, the first mention of the fruit in the English language wasn't until 1696. So it celebrated the last day of July at the peak of avocado season in California. But luckily, avocados can be found in supermarkets all year round. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie Want to say a big happy 21st birthday today to Jack James in Marion Park in Drogheda. Have a great day that's coming in from all your family and friends and we have the script just for you. There's the script with the last time News at 12 is approaching but still to come all the details of this year's Boyne Valley International Film Festival plus I've teamed up with Falcher Ireland I'm going to be telling you about my best vacation ever and giving you the chance to win €150 one for all voucher that's all to come The 11 to 1 show couple of requests here. I want to say a big happy birthday today to Brian Byrne. He's in Nicholas's town in RD. That's coming in from your wife, Mary. And also happy wedding anniversary to our son, Dermot, and wife, Helen. And hello to two grandchildren, Ethan and Ryan, wishing you all a great day. That's coming in from Mary and Dermot. Lots of requests there. And we're going to play John Legend just for you guys. John Legend, All of Me, LMFM's 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you. And I'm very excited this week. Yeah. Because I've teamed up with Falter Ireland and look at we could all do it, couldn't we? I want to help you experience the best daycation ever. So I'm going to be out and about exploring some of the many great things to see and do that are right here on my doorstep. And I'll be giving you the inside scoop on some of the amazing activities, attractions and experiences so you guys can check them out too and have your own best daycation ever. So later this week I'm heading to Emerald Park, super excited, and Fort Knox Megalithic Passage Tomb. And the best part about this daycation is that you can experience so much close to home and it's like the feeling of a holiday in one day so you'll have lots of cracks and experience the holiday in one day and enjoy a day well spent and as well as that we have a 150 euro one for all voucher up for grabs for you to experience your own daycation and if you're feeling generous why not treat your friends or the whole family or your partner to a daycation too so there's so much you can do you can take all your pals out and discover the best uh, daycation ever all of these by the way for ideas and inspiration discoverireland.ie and look out for the hashtag best daycation ever so for your chance to win the 150 euro at the end of the week with uh, thanks to Foil Falter Island I'm asking you to describe your best vacation ever. So what's been the best vacation that maybe you've brought all the kids off for the day somewhere very exciting and you've just had this brilliant experience? Like maybe you took the family off to Carlingford for the day, you hired bikes, maybe you went in for a nice bite to eat somewhere as well or maybe you took a picnic, maybe you went hunting for leprechauns up in Carlingford or maybe you went into Dublin to the city for the day, maybe you explored some museums and you had the best vacation ever. Tell me about the best daycation that you had maybe on your own or with your family or with your partner let me know on 086 1800 658 and we're going to give somebody that 150 one for all voucher at the end of the week and I'm so excited because I get to go to Emerald 
World Park. So keep an eye out on our social media as well for that. 086 1800 658. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Kylie Minogue is set to follow in the footsteps of U2, Britney Spears, Katy Perry and J-Lo. She's just announced her residency in Las Vegas. She can't wait for it to start in the autumn. I'm excited for, you know, when I talk to my friends and my family, they're so excited about this show. I think a lot of Vegas stories begin with an excuse. We're going for a wedding or we're going for this or we're going for that show. And inevitably that leads to many other things. Madonna says her children's support made all the difference after she went into intensive care last month. The 64-year-old singer developed a bacterial infection which forced her to postpone the start of her upcoming world tour. The star posted a photo which shows her hugging her son David and another beside her daughter Lourdes. She also had the caption, love from family and friends is the best medicine. Anthony Anderson, who plays Dre in Blackish, was being interviewed over Zoom with his mam by an American TV station over the weekend. Halfway during the chat, both the presenter and Anthony noticed his mam was chatting to them while folding her clothes. Anthony jokingly called out his mam Doris. Mom, stop folding your clothes on Zoom. This interview is going to be shown on television or someplace. Stop it! Did you see that? Yes, we saw you fold your undergarments, ma'am. Oh, okay. I- I'm gonna leave Vegas. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. <laughs> Don't you just love Zoom for things popping up in the background like that? Absolutely brilliant. We're getting some great stories in about vacations already. Do keep those coming in on 086-1800-658. So just describe where you went, who you were with and why it was the best vacation ever and you could be winning a €150 one-for-all voucher all with thanks to Falter Ireland and if you're looking for inspiration there are great ideas for vacations even in horrible weather on discoverireland.ie Walters, after all, in LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, you know I absolutely love my film and I'm very, very excited because the second annual Boyne Valley International Film Festival is returning to the local area next week. We're going to be finding out all about it next. The 11 to 1 show. It's back and it's bigger than ever this year. It's the second annual Boyne Valley International Film Festival returning to Drogheda from August 11th to the 13th. And there's a jam-packed programme of events featuring brilliant filmmakers from at home and abroad. And there's even a film in the mix that has a connection to you, LMFM listeners. Yeah, joining me now to tell us more about it is co-director of the festival, Colette Farrell. Also writer-director Mary Claire Cowley's here and actor and writer Claire Monley, who's one of the filmmakers in focus. She's on the line and the ladies are in studio. How are we all getting on? Good, good. Oh, good. Good, good. We can hear you there, Claire, as well. (laughs) Great to have you all. Now, what I'm going to do, first of all, is I'm going to have a chat with Colette because, Colette, second year of the festival, it's flown by. It's been just such a huge success last year and and judging from the programme this year, it's going to be an even bigger success. You must be just thrilled with how it's gone. Yes, 
well, hopefully, yes, and I think it will. Yeah, it's a jam-packed festival this year. Last year, we would have done Friday evening and all day Saturday. This year, we Friday evening, all day Saturday, a little bit into Saturday evening, and then all day Sunday, finishing um, with the awards. So for us, I suppose, it's very much a destination festival set against the amazing backdrop of our beautiful medieval town here um, in Drogheda. We're also trying to uh, support as many filmmakers as we can with our bursaries and with all the awards um, this year as well. And then we've got great workshops with Naomi Sheridan and Laura O'Shea uh, for those interested in writing and in making films. We've also got two fantastic panels on dream versus reality, you know, for aspiring kind of filmmakers, the actual reality of, of being in the industry and also making it as well with three young um, emerging uh, companies um, as well. So um, lots to do. And I, I guess this year as well, we're always conscious of making the festival, I suppose, you know, more accessible uh, yep. to filmmakers, to the community. So the season ticket is just only 25 euros. Ridiculous and we're going to be doing a lot cheap. of work. It's, yeah. it's really, really cheap. But that's, you know, again, with the submissions this year, we started off at five euros, it only went up to 10. And I think next year, what I'd love to see on site, I'd love to see a crash for parents uh, you know filmmakers um, who happen to be parents to be able to come down so we want to do work on that and also we really want to reach out next year and do a body of work on those voices who are underrepresented in the industry as well so it's fantastic this year but we've still a lot more work to do as well. And I love that because you know you're, you're growing and developing all the yeah. time and it's only year two absolutely and one of the key things about this as well is you are highlighting and spotlighting not just international work but homegrown work here. Yeah absolutely we have a wonderful project uh, program on the Friday night and it's our Made in the in, in the Boyne and I suppose that's what makes us kind of unique as well that we are focusing on filmmakers um, in the Boyne, Boyne region. We have five national programmes, one international, one documentary and one animation programme as well. And the great thing about this is, forget your blockbuster fair, which is great, yeah. it's great, we love the blockbusters, I mean Oppenheimer, Barbie, all the rest of it it's fantastic, but this is something completely different, it's off the beaten track, these movies I've had the privilege of watching some of them they are little vignettes they are slices of life but they are so unique aren't they Colette? Oh, absolutely absolutely it's, a, it's an incredibly unique programme now my co-director Frank Kelly he is the one that is tasked with absolutely watching every oh, single film oh god love him film. what a job he has that is submitted but look he does it he's a filmmaker himself he has so much passion for film and I guess as well it's the short film format yeah. so there aren't you know there's, there's no features and we had a great uh, a huge number of of, um, of submissions this year because as I said this was the, last year was curated this year people had to apply so a huge number of submissions and again I know you have Claire there in the, uh, on the phone as well the filmmaker in focus mm-hmm. as well is quite a unique part of the festival where I suppose between myself and Frank we choose filmmakers and it's very subjective that we yeah. you know we want to put a focus on and this year we've chosen Claire Monnelly and her partner Aaron Monaghan um, two people who have worked in theatre for a very very long time and have come to to film in the you know the last 10 years or so so they're writing and they're directing and they're in films and they also happen to be parents as well so they've a lot to juggle they've a as lot well so that's on. quite unique as well yeah they really do and we're going to bring Claire in she's on the line Claire great to have you on the, the programme with us and you know Claire, Colette give a, a whistle stop there through your, your career I mean I could be all day here now listing your CV but uh, tell us about the fact that you have you know people will know you uh, acting first and foremost was the right writing always sort of in the back of your mind that you'd love to do? Was it an itch you had to scratch your head at the writing come about? 
No, not at all, Sinead. Like, I had no inclination whatsoever to be a writer, and it came, and I've always been very honest about this because I can't be any other way, but I, it came from a real place of frustration, really. When I came out of drama school, I had all this creative energy to burn, and I didn't feel like I was getting enough work to burn it or getting the kind of parts that would burn it, so I just just started writing them. Um I just had a bit of a control freak and <laughs> a bit of a workaholic maybe and just wanted to be constantly making and doing and I also wanted to take back a bit of control over my career. I think when yeah. you're a, a graduate actor you can feel very much like, you know, the future of your career kind of lies in the hands of other people and like, mm. I couldn't be dealing with that so I just decided um, to start trying to make it myself um, and I and love that Claire because you know I'm a bit of a control freak as well as you're saying there and uh, I love that though because you know it's so important as well to write you know fe- like female stories that actually represent what women are going through and that's what, what you're about really yeah 100% I mean I just didn't feel like um, I mean, like the, we, there was amazing theatre being made at the time, but when mm. I graduated, it was also after all the arts council cuts and all the company cuts. Okay. It just wasn't really, first of all, there wasn't really as many parts for young women as you would have liked, but there also weren't as many companies there to help you build or make your own art. And that's where people like Colette and like uh, Neve and Mark and Axis Valley Monty, like venue managers who have the foresight to really, really invest in artists, in emerging artists and in their work. Uh, and if it wasn't for people like that, like I don't know where I'd be. My first yeah. play was commissioned by Axis Valley Moon and Colette immediately programmed that straight out the gate, you know, and I, me having no track record as a writer, she took a punt on me and has supported our work ever since. And w- without people like her, like those venue managers, you uh, who, who really champion artists, then there wouldn't be new plays, new writing constantly coming out, you know, and, and, and especially then we wouldn't have had the platform to move into uh, working in film like that yeah. we're doing now. And that's exactly, Colette, I've said that about her before, she's always doing that, you know, she's always champion artists like yourself. So D- Departure, this is your short film debut then, is it more challenging writing for the screen than the stage? Um, is it? No, I don't think so. It's just a different, I think if you can... If you're a storyteller at heart, which I think most artists are, all artists are, all Irish people are, I think, yeah. to degree, storytellers at heart. If you have a, a goo or a grow for telling stories, and it's just a matter of getting your head around a new form. And it definitely was a challenge to move from theatre, being that... Um, being that very verbose kind of mm. based on language kind of form moving into a much more visual medium of film but but I've worked as an actor on screen for as long as I've worked as an actor on stage so I think I've learned from all those sets I've been on working on all those beautiful screenplays of TV and short film and film and I think I've just been soaking it up the whole way along and and yeah, this this kind of the idea for departure was banging around my head for a long time, and when I sat down to write it, I wrote it in one night. No way! Um, and it really, and oh like, my yeah, god, because it's, it's so beautiful, but so heartbreaking. And again, as we say, from the female perspective, the older female and the younger female here. Yeah, absolutely, a mother and daughter, and it's not that the mother and daughter story hasn't been told mm. before. But and I remember actually when I brought it to the producers, Robin Mark, who who produced it for me, and they they asked me like, you know, what 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 will make it unique, you know, because there you know people have told stories of grief before, and yeah. there's a story about grief, but um, but I just said we will, <laughs> like yeah. we'll make it unique. Our performances, um, what Philip will do, the director of photography, what Aaron will do as the director, will all that's what will make it unique because I, and I think it's a story that everybody can relate to oh totally everybody has lost somebody they yeah. love in their life 
Yeah, whether really or not is. the family dynamic is as complicated as the one in the film, everyone can recognise that grief and that loss, you know. Totally, totally. I have to ask you about working with Aaron now. Is there any like sort of <laughs> creative differences or what happens? <laughs> Do you know what? It's everyone asks that question. I think they're all looking for gossip. <laughs> but um, no, I think. Look, I <laughs> I watched I watched Aaron's work for a long time before I even ever met him, um, and so I have. I've always thought he was an incredible artist and an yeah. incredible storyteller. So when we began working together, I was quite tentative about it because I, I just didn't know if, if if I'd be up to him. Like he has such a, a high standard of work, everything yeah. he does. But um, but no, it's it's been amazing, and we do we have a shorthand now. We've worked together on so many projects. And um, the only thing is that when other people come into the room, we have to watch ourselves. Oh, you have your own language. <laughs> I love that. We well, I just we're very very we can be very direct with each other in a way that might have to be coated in a layer of kindness with other artists, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so we do have to watch ourselves when we bring, and we have, we've grown, the team of people who we work with both in stage and film has grown so much in the last few years and that's been a total joy as well to bring other artists on board. Yeah, I'd, listen, it's it's fantastic to have both of you uh, have your work in spotlight like this as well and it's a way to We're kind delighted. of, yeah, to celebrate what you've achieved as well because so often you don't get to kind of sit back and look and, and think about how, how, how well you've done. I'm going to move to to Mary Claire who's sitting patiently here a very different type of film An Evil Germ now tell us about this because this is really unique and it has a connection to LMFM listeners yeah, hi, Sinead. Um, yeah, well, the an evil germ wouldn't really have happened if it wasn't for LMFM. So back in March 2020, uh, I think we approached you guys. So yeah. I work for Anton Art Centre and we had approached you guys about doing an open call to your listeners um, to capture what children in the region were going through in the first wave of the pandemic. Um, and you very kindly facilitated the open call and we got some great audio back and we made it into a little radio piece, which you had uh, very kindly broadcast in August 2020. Um, and then we kind of were looking at it thinking you know this would make my background obviously as a film producer um, yeah. and Linda McConville who uh, also works with me is was dabbling in animation so we decided you know what this could make a nice little animation so we again went back to the listeners of LMFM and asked them all about you know when the kids were returning to school what they were experiencing and how they felt just to capture their experiences during that time we just felt that everyone was going through their own kind of thing. Um, but was anyone actually capturing it? And some people were, but we just felt from a child's perspective, there was a lot there that we could have learned. So that's kind of how the film came to be. And now finally, we're delighted to be able to share it um, with um, with the audiences and of course, especially local audiences, given their yes. contribution to it. Yeah, because um, you, you can see, you can hear your voices on the big screen to this animation. So it kind of gives me, the, it's a similar vein as Give Up Your Old Sins, people might know from years ago in the sense that it's the children very conversationally chatting over this brilliant animation. So was that your first sort of foray into into animation or what was that like to work in as a medium as well? Yeah, I mean, it definitely was. I come from live action fiction. Yeah. Um, so uh, first of all, it's documentary, which was new for me. And second of all, animation. Um, and it was very challenging because as well, if we think back when we, when we did the open call, a lot of the questions we asked, there were parents at home recording these um, on WhatsApp yeah. recording their children so they're not professional interviewers so you know that you know you're being professionally interviewed you're told repeat the question in the answer yeah. so kids weren't doing that so we were getting these random statements of like you know one of the questions was if you have a wish what would it be and there might be a unicorn and you're like where does that fit in the context <laughs> of the story here so there was an awful lot of work to do just to go through the audio yeah. and as well to try and find the narrative and tell the story you know because it was it was as you say like give up your old sins is definitely that nod to that there's yeah. a whole section about where the kids go back to 
to school and we definitely wanted that headshot, you know, of the girl at the desk. And, you know, so there's a little nod to that because obviously it's such a fantastic piece oh, of animation yeah, and documentary animation. Um, but yeah, so it was definitely a huge learning curve for both myself and Linda McConville, who animated it all 100% herself. Might wow, I add. Yeah. wow, because it is. It's really, really brilliantly animated. It's so, so good. I think people here oh, are going to be really, really excited to, to, to see it. So now this is kind of, uh, is this producing sort of um, in terms of animation? That's your first sort of producing role with that? medium are you hoping to do something like that again or are you going back to the live action never say never I mean uh, it definitely I mean the, the interesting thing about this film was um Although, it, you know, it was a small team. There was myself and Linda. Our music was done by Katie Ann Boulder. Our editor was Shane Callan, who's also local. Um, we were all in our own homes because yeah. this film was made during the pandemic when we were in lockdown. So I was in my home. They were all in theirs. And we were communicating via WhatsApp, Zoom, email, you know, video calls, you know, and just listening to stuff and coming back to each other. And the whole film was made in isolation, whereas in live action, you all have to be in a room yes, together, you know. So they're very. this was a very, very different experience, you know. And, and it's totally a product of, of the pandemic which is you know kind of cool because it's kind of like a little time capsule thing people can kind of reflect back absolutely brilliant I'm going to just bring Colette back in there Colette you know a festival like this could not work without sponsorship and businesses have been fantastic Yes they absolutely have um, the D Hotel has come on board Love Draw to Bids are sponsoring the best uh, national film Anglo printers are printing a limited run of the um, programme and also as well the Clinch family um, Tom Clinch the father of of the wonderful Catherine Clinch from The Quiet Girl. Uh, I knew Tom a very, very long time ago. And the whole family is connected um, as well uh, to this region. So the Clinch family are sponsoring actually Made in the Boyne. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, award, which is, which is great. And they're going to be around for the weekend. And then, of course, the Arts Council, Loud County Council and Mead County Council as well. So that's great as well to have the uh, two local authorities. Have to mention as well, Cuiva Mulroy, who did a brilliant kind of job and all the, the kind of branding and, and the design. And also this year, we're delighted to have the Arc Cinema on board. Oh, so, brilliant. Yeah, they're going to be screening the animation programme on the Saturday morning. So hopefully as well, you know, because that was always the idea that while it's great and the hub is in Dread Art Centre, but that we can kind of move it out a bit. So uh, so that's great that the Arc are involved as well. Fantastic. So how can people get the tickets then? Yeah, so the season ticket is available. It's only 25 euros for two and a half days. Uh, that includes tea and coffee and croissants every morning as well. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, the Cross yes, sounds very look nice. amazing every time. Yeah, and the cupcakes are little yeah. Boyne Valley cupcakes. So drihid.com. Drihid.com yeah. is the place to go. Well, it's I, as you know, so, so looking forward to being MC again this year and so much looking forward to seeing all the amazing movies that are going to be on the big screen. I commend everybody involved in the organisation of this fantastic festival and here's to enjoying it again this year. Thanks a million. We'll Thank you so much. Thanks a million. Uh, so the tickets, as we say, drihid.com and it runs from the 11th till the 13th of August. The 11 to 1 show. Just to also mention that Bowan Distillery are another proud sponsor of the Boyne Valley International Film Festival and on the Friday night. So the Friday night is the made in the Boyne Valley region where all of those films will be screened. That starts at seven and there's going to be a drinks reception sponsored by by by, by Bowan even. Sponsored by Bowan Distillery uh, from nine o'clock and there's going to be goodie bags and all sorts of things there as well. So a big thank you to them. Now getting back to the music, here's Lewis Capaldi. Daisy. I'm getting to some of your messages. We are talking about Fulcher, Ireland, our best daycation ever. And I had to play this out because this has just boosted my mood. No end, right? 
It's coming in from Claire McGovern and some very excited children in the back of the car. Here they are at 086 1800 658. We're all going on our summer holidays. We're all going on our summer holidays. We're off to the beach today. We won't let this weather stop us. Bye, <laughs> They are going to the beach. In the lashings of rain, you can even hear the windscreen wipers going. They are just going to make sure that they have the best vacation ever. Absolutely brilliant. Why are we talking about this? Well, I have teamed up with Falter Ireland. We want to help you experience the best vacation ever. I'm going to be out and about exploring some of the many great things to see and do that are right here on our doorstep. And I'll be giving you the inside scoop on some amazing activities, attractions and experiences so you guys can check them out too and have your own best vacation ever. So I'm going to be heading to Emerald Park and Four Knox Megalithic Passage Tomb. And the best part about a vacation is, number one, you can experience so much close to home. Number two, you'll have loads of crack and and you'll experience the feeling of a holiday all in one day and enjoy a day well spent. We have a €150 one-for-all voucher up for grabs for you to experience your own vacation. Why not treat your friends and the whole family or your partner to a vacation too? There's so much you can do. Tons of adventurous vacation ideas. You can check them out. DiscoverIreland.ie and look out for the hashtag ever. So... I'm asking you to describe your best vacation ever. And they're coming in on 86 658 The McGoverns are way off for a rainy day in the beach. Hi Sinead, our best vacation this year was Duna Sea Amenity and Heritage Park. We had a fabulous sunny day, brought a picnic, spent the whole day. There was so much to see and do with the family, says Tracy Connor in Fordstown. Oh, she sent me some fantastic photographs as well. I'm going to absolutely have to check that out. Oh, you did get a fabulous day. That was absolutely gorgeous looking there. Fair play to you. Hi Sinead, our best vacation was last year we booked Leash for a holiday we went into Kilkenny to Castle Comer Park oh that is brilliant there oh that's a vacation well spent archery pedal boats zip lines so much to do the kids had an absolute ball and the big kids as well we really had such a great day we're going back next month great place fantastic that is a great vacation uh, well done Thanks for sending that in. Go for a tour of Clotterhead Lifeboat. Spend a few hours on the beach and have a picnic. Then go for a walk around the head. Have the fish and chips on the pier. Take a look at the boats that's moored. Then head back around the head to the car and then home for tea, says John. That's a great vacation as well. Keep them coming in. 086 1800 658. We're going to be giving that 150 one for all voucher away at the end of the week. So all of those will be going into the draw. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes Visit localheroes.ie Drogheda Credit Union require a new member services loan teller to join their team on a one year fixed term contract The successful candidate must have one to two years experience in a financial services environment To apply you can email your CV to Sarah Lynch She's recruitment at drogheda.cu.ie the hot and cold deli operative and supervisor is required at Circle Case to Hallmug in Carlinstown. Suitable applicant can start immediately. Please send your CV to Stahalmug Stores, Stahalmug, Carlinstown, County Meath, or you can email jobs at stahalmugstores.ie. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section, lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Bordgosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation. Visit localheroes.ie 
It's the Cranberries with the Dreams on LMFM's 11 to 1. On the way, I've got music from Gloria Gaynor and an update about Paul Kieran's burpee challenge over the weekend. The 11 to 1 show. LMFM. Draw to Credit Union is now ready. Oh, survive he did. He managed to do 1,000 burpees in one day, all for Trader Lodge and Drogheda. It's Paul Kieran's. We were chatting to him last week on the show and he wanted to do this burpee marathon and he did it outside the um, Sports Direct on the M1 Retail Park in Drogheda on Saturday. He had about it, you know, he wanted to kind of have a 1,000 euro. On his I donate at the moment, 1,755 uh, euro raised he has sent me a video as well of the burpees which we'll put up on our social media he was doing it alongside Brianna Johnson and his son Tommy he was absolutely flying it with the burpees as well and ever so slightly look ever so slightly showing up as dad I'm going to say he was absolutely brilliant. So well done to Paul and to everybody who donated. The iDonate is still open. It's idonate.ie forward slash fundraiser forward slash Paul Kieran's. There's Damien Rice, Cannonball. I've been sent a picture by Claire of the four girls heading out into the sea in the pelting rain. I just love that. That has cheered me up no end on a Monday morning. Stay safe out there and hope you have a fantastic time at the beach. That is our lot on the show for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show. 